0: I'm Mallory, and hello to everyone in person and online. Make sure we know you're here with us by sending us a text or a comment. Also, share your prayers and praises too. For more information on events, check your bulletins or screens here and in the connector. To sign up for our newsletter, give online, or submit a prayer request, use the green cards in your pews. Some highlights from the information that's been rolling on the screens pantry needs for this week are 16 ounce jars of peanut butter. We want to say thank you to everyone who has donated toys for shoeboxes. For the next one week, through May 28th, we will collect toiletries. See your bulletin for more info on what can be donated. We will also be holding a safe sanctuary training directly after this service. It will be located in the Fellowship Hall. We are currently holding a youth fundraiser for our mission trip. Yeah, We're we're, we're very excited. Um, Please see the bulletin boards in the Narthex and the lobby for more information. Kids Camp is coming. The dates are June 15th through June 18th, Register on Rome or by contacting Stephanie. Did you know that we do weekly devotionals? Did you know that they're written by members of our congregation? Please see Austin to sign up. Even if you have written one before, you can still write another one.
1: Please stand as we call ourselves into worship.
2: Borders. Let me walk.
1: He cares for you, and this next song
3: really, really reminds me kind of how much he cares for us.
1: Well, i heard a thousand
2: stories of what they.
1: four twenty three, keep your heart with all vigilance from for from it
3: flow the springs of life. Let me just thank you for this wonderful time of worship that we can gather together and lift up our voices and worship your name. And I am so thankful for these youth that are here today to lead us into worship and to show us your glory. Amen.
4: Please join me in the opening prayer. Oh God. Our guide and guardian, you have led us apart from the busy world into the quiet of your house. Grant us grace to worship you in spirit and in truth to the comfort of our souls. and the building of every good purpose and holy desire, enable us to do more perfectly the work to which you have called us, that we may not fear the coming of night when we shall resign into your hands the task which you have committed us, so that we may worship you not with our lips at this hour, but in every word and deed all the days of our lives. Through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen.
1: Please stand and join us for what we believe, the creed created by the 412 youth. We believe in God, all-present, all-knowing, and all-powerful, who created us in God's image and loves and protects us. We believe in Jesus Christ, our loving friend, fully God and fully human, who died on the cross, and our sin, and is resurrected to save us. We believe in the Holy Spirit, our guide and our connection, who enables us to use our gifts, the breath of God within us, who is always with us. We believe in the Church, holy and universal, the body of Christ, maker of disciples, and God's hands and feet in the world. As the church, we will always strive to show God's unconditional love to the world. We have hope in the resurrection. We believe in the death of sin, evil, and oppression. We believe that Jesus will come again and make all creation.
3: morning. For joys and celebrations this week, we want to celebrate Carol Grimm's birthday. Uh, There aren't any youth or kids birthdays, but we are excited to announce Aunt Debbie and Uncle Dude's anniversary, otherwise known as Debbie and Davis Taylor. Uh, We'd like to keep Ray Singleton in our prayers this morning. Are there any other prayers that should be lifted up?
5: Good morning, church. This morning I've been asked to share on behalf of the SPRT committee a special announcement with all of you. Bishop Bill McAlilly and the cabinet of the Tennessee-Western-Kentucky Conference worked prayerfully together to make missional appointments to every church in our annual conference. As chairperson of the staff parish relations team, I give thanks for the ministry of our pastor, Regina Hall, who continues to be a servant leader among us and I'm happy to share that she will be returning as our pastor for the 2024, or excuse me, 2023-2024 conference year. And if you would, they've also asked that we pray over her, so please join me in this prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, our living savior, we give you thanks for our church. It is a gift of grace to us. We are deeply grateful for the leadership of Pastor Regina Hall. Who will continue to serve us as pastor, teacher, leader, and friend in Christ. May your grace be upon her and her family, giving peace and joy and confidence as we begin the new conference year together. Open our hearts and minds to receive the gifts you have for us in these days as we give thanks for what has been and anticipate what will be. Our life is in you, O God, and through the Holy Spirit we pray this day. Amen.
3: Well, we're very happy to have you, Pastor Regina. (laughs) Uh, We'd also like to celebrate Jude Abernathy, one of our own 412 youth who graduated last night from high school. Are there any other prayer requests? All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for allowing us to be here. Thank you for allowing us to worship with you this morning. We pray for all the prayer requests that have been lifted up out loud and in our hearts today. Please help us endure the trials of this life on earth by giving us your love and strength. And Let us close by singing the prayer that your Holy Son taught us.
4: Good morning, my name is Austin Teagarden, I am the Director of Youth Ministries here at Good Shepherd, and I just wanted to thank you all for being here, for being here to support our youth as they lead us in worship, as they take what they've known, as they've written a creed, and as Constance Baker comes and delivers our sermon in a few moments, I just thank you for all your support. I couldn't do the youth ministry without the love and presence of this congregation. And so thank you for that. And as we are thankful for all that God has done for us, both in the youth ministry, both in this church, and in our lives, it is now time that we can join and give our gifts back to God as the youth will pass the plates.
2: Where are you now when darkness seems? i okay.
3: How's everybody's
6: used Sunday going so far? It's a little chillier than I thought it would be, but it's
3: okay. We're, we're pushing through.
6: I'm going to be completely honest with everybody. I had a completely different sermon planned, half written out, but it just wasn't working for me. So I've changed everything about Friday night, and that's why all of the scriptures and even the sermon title, if you happen to look at it, is
5: not what it says.
6: We're going to read... <laughs> Our uh, scripture for today, which is John 16:17 through 22. At this, some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? And because I am going to the Father? They kept asking, What does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he's saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, So he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into this world. So with you. Now is your time of grief. But I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. So today I want to talk about change. That's a pun. I am changing the topic to talk about change. Thank you. Stand-up comedy and a sermon all in one go. You don't even have to leave your seats. So how many people in here hate change? Change. Give mean a resounding cheer. Hate change. Is there anyone in here that does like change? Yeah? Well, if so, this sermon is not for you. Sit back. You can take a nap. People watch if you want. Just, just relax for a minute. Everybody else, have no fear, because we're in the same boat. I cannot stand change. I feel like it's never good, and it's always paired with a fear of the unknown. If I don't know what's happening next, I freak out. I feel like I need to, con- I need to know what's happening at all times because if I know what's happening, then I can control what's happening, right? That's, that's the way that works. Turns out, I can't control what's happening, so it doesn't matter. And I know that God has a reason for everything. Everyone has heard Ecclesiastes 3:1, which says, "There is a time for everything, and a season for every activity under the heavens." Or Jeremiah 29:11, which says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And these verses are so meaningful, and they can bring so much peace to so many people. Sometimes, though, these promises just aren't enough. Sometimes knowing that God has a plan isn't enough. Sometimes losing someone you love, going to a new place, starting something new, or even just having to change your plans is hard. Last night was my high school's graduation. Many of my friends and classmates, including one member of the 412 youth, they said goodbye to high school and hello to their beginning as an adult. And that is so good for them, and it is so exciting for their new experiences, but it's also so terrible at the same time. Even if they have made plans for post high school, they really don't know what's about to happen. And they are leaving behind friends family, and a lifestyle that they've had for the past 13 years. They no longer have any job security, if you will. They will have to sink or swim all on their own. And I would not want to be in their shoes. The thought of leaving my parents, my school, this church, and to go off who knows where to do who knows what. Now, I know realistically that I'll be fine. I trust God to sort everything out And I know that I have a support system to keep me from failing. But that doesn't mean that it isn't still hard. So, everybody feeling real positive, real upbeat about this sermon? You're ready to take on the world? Austin gave me a lot of good advice while I was preparing for you Sunday. And one of the things that he said was to give some hope. He said, you've got to give them some light, he said. So, here's your light. It is okay to struggle with something that's hard. The disciples struggled a lot. In fact, the majority of the Gospels is the disciples just going, Oh, Jesus, this is hard. We don't want to do this. And Jesus understands. In John, Jesus is preparing for his death on the cross and the end of his ministry on earth. He is trying to explain to his disciples that he would die and then be resurrected, ending the reign of sin and death for eternity. And his disciples are, rightfully so, having a hard time with that. Hear this scripture again from John 16:17 through 22. His disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, and he said, Are you asking another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? This passage is Jesus' swan song. In this last lesson of sorts, he imparts the disciples and us too with some of the most important messages in the Bible. Soon he would be killed on the cross and then be resurrected three days later. It's a very complex and confusing thing to swallow, especially for these disciples who were learning that they were about to lose a friend. Jesus said, now is the time to grieve, but then rejoice. It's important to take time to lament and grieve for the old parts of our life that we're losing. In fact, it's a good thing to process through that sadness and to make peace with it. But if we stay in that place of sorrow and melancholy, then we can't ever move forward. Because we know that the new things that God has planned for us, they're good. And if we can't focus on the new things, then we won't be able to take advantage of the opportunities that God has given us. It's like Jesus said in the passage. A new mom can't stay wallowing in her misery about the pain of childbirth. She's got a new baby that needs to be taken care of. God has done and is doing so many good things in our lives through change. And at some point, we just have to push forward in carpe diem. There is a very fine line here, though. Some people move too quickly trying to move on from something that happened without taking the proper time to acknowledge that grief and to, Let that go. And some people, on the opposite side of the spectrum, can't seem to move past the past. (laughs) Another pun? Past the past? (laughs) And they cling to the past like they'll never let it go. It really does come back to Ecclesiastes, doesn't it? There's a time and a season for everything. Don't you just hate it when God is right on the money? Where you read something for the first time and you're like, yeah, right, (laughs) I don't need that. And then you just keep coming back and back to it, and eventually you have to be like, "Fine, you were right. That's actually very helpful. Thank you." I do, I do that all the time when I'm praying. I think God, you are you're not so you don't know what you're talking about, and then something just keeps happening, and eventually you have to acquiesce that maybe He knows a little bit more than I do. Now, change is always going to be hard. No one is saying that you have to be happy about all things all the time. Even things that you should be happy about, like a marriage or a new baby or a new job. As confusing as it is, you can be happy and excited about a new opportunity and still be sad and afraid for a change. I am so excited to graduate next year, to move out of my parents' house and have amazing opportunities that I would never get here. But I'm also really sad that I'm going to miss birthdays, special events, and even going to kids' basketball games. But if I don't allow God to work, to do his magic, then I know that I'll miss out on better things. In the book of Ruth, both Naomi and Ruth lost their husbands, and Naomi lost both of her sons. They were experiencing what was sure to be a difficult and challenging change. But the story of Ruth isn't about women grieving the old. It's about the new, new. It's about what happens after Naomi and Ruth start a new journey. And turns out the journey that they went on is pretty amazing. doesn't mean that it wasn't awful and painful at times, but those two ladies were able to make such an impact on the whole world, even to this day. One cliche that I'm sure we've all heard, and one that I definitely heard at least twice at graduation last night, was it's not the end of your story, it's the beginning of a new chapter in your life. And they're not wrong. It's a cliche for a reason. It is the end of a chapter. It's a closing point in your book, if you will. But it's not the end of the book. The book is just getting good. I know that change can feel like the last chapter. It's hard to look to the future whenever it seems like you have no idea what the future could be. And that's where it comes back to trusting God. He's got this, and he's got good things for you. Well, dang it. He's done it again. Jeremiah 29.11 For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. At this point in writing my sermon, I'm like, God, you're just being cheeky with me. You're just, you're just being mean at this point. But it's okay. I get it. Because he's right. We really do need to trust God that he's writing this book and that it's going to be good. It may not be what I want it to be or what I'm expecting it to be, but it is going to be good. And after all, nothing happens without change. If nothing ever changed, well, then we'd all be pretty mediocre. We all have to take leaps of faith, whether we choose them or if they are thrust upon us. It's hard for something like a cancer diagnosis or a death to feel like a change. Instead, it feels like someone has forced this complete upheaval in your life. It doesn't feel like a turn. It feels like a derailment. You don't want to look on the bright side, and you don't want to see a silver lining. And that's okay. Rant, rave, smash something. Wallow in your own misery. But at some point, you are going to get back up. It might take a nudge or two, or it might take a big old kick in the rear. But whatever it does take, you will get back up. And the same thing goes for any of the people going through changes that should be happy, but instead they're just really stressful and hard. You'll get back up, too. And I have promised that whenever you do get back up, you'll be stronger than you were before. You'll have learned some things, made some mistakes, and maybe even messed up big time. But you have the support of the people in this church. I know that for a fact. And you have support for me. I love every single person in this room very dearly and online. And whatever my happy little 17-year-old self can do for you, you bet your butt I'll be willing to try. But most importantly, you'll have support from heaven. I like to imagine all of the angels sitting around on their days off, just watching us down here like a reality television show, like, oh my gosh, Cal going to get bangs. Ah, I think she's going to love them. And God is just up there pulling the strings going, ooh, this right here, this is going to be good. Some of my best work. Change is hard. It's supposed to be. Whenever you lose connections, lose relationships, or lose time, that's sad, and we feel that loss. Sometimes it's hard to feel joy about good changes when all you can see are those losses. And sometimes you feel like there's nothing to gain. A loss is simply a loss. But I want you to know that it's going to be okay. Maybe not right now, and maybe not for a long while, but it will absolutely get better. And it's going to be more amazing than you could have ever dreamed. Be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Through the valleys, through the mountains, From the snotty, ugly crying, for the jumping of joy, to the nervous butterflies. God's got it, and he's going to see you through it. Amen.
1: and worship together.
3: Thanks, Constance, for reminding us of the uh, love-hate relationship that we have with change, but that God is present with us in the change. May you go from this place knowing that God goes with you in all that we do and that this world is blessed by the hope that we have seen today in these youth sharing their faith. Amen.